0: Now we're going to think for a short time about uh, the story of Moses and that metal snake that he was told to make in the desert and what Jesus says about it in the passage in the New Testament that we read where he was speaking with Nicodemus. Now we're nearly into the summer holidays, aren't we? You've just got a few, those of you who are in school. I've just got a few days to go before we're in the summer holidays. And summer's great. Uh, We're looking forward to having good weather, we hope. But can you think of any things that maybe aren't so good when we get hotter weather? It's actually hard to think of many bad things to do with sunshine. But when we get a lot of sun, it brings out all the creepy crawlies, doesn't it? Have you ever noticed that? Uh... The other Sunday evening, when uh, we were standing outside the door of the church and talking, I was thinking, if we were still in sky, we would never be able to do this because we would be eaten alive by midges. The midges come out in the summertime, especially uh, if it's just been uh, raining and the sun has come out. They come out in great clouds and eat you alive. And there's something else that comes out in the summertime as well. Maybe we don't think about this very often, But we've got snakes in Scotland as well. Did you know that? Has anybody ever seen a Scottish snake? Seen snakes in the zoo. But, yeah, big worms that look like snakes. But this is a real snake. It's a grass snake. And sometimes you'll see grass snakes sunbathing on stones, especially out on the moors. So we have our own snakes but of course in other countries and if you go to the zoo you'll see these snakes, other countries have got snakes that are much bigger and more dangerous this looks, doesn't look a particularly nice guy this snake does he and he looks as though he's ready to, to pounce one of the one of the most dangerous snakes is a cobra we're also going to hear a, a, a story uh, we're going to see a, a video clip of a cobra fighting a mongoose. Now, I don't know if you know what a mongoose is like, but it looks a bit like a, I don't know, like a, it's a very thin fox or small dog. And who do you think is going to come out best in a fight between a mongoose and a cobra? cobra. Let's see, shall we? Did you see the snake standing up? It's in slow motion there. So the mongoose got the better of the snake. Now, down in Egypt, the Israelites were kept, what well, towards the end at least, pretty much like slaves. 400 years they were down in Egypt. Uh, they had gone down when Joseph had been the second in command in Egypt because he came into favor with Egypt. And then Jacob, his father, came up with the rest of his brothers and they stayed there and they grew They became really a large nation down in Egypt. And there came to the throne of Egypt a pharaoh who couldn't remember that Joseph had been a a savior, a a, a leader in the country. And he made it very hard for the Israelites, made them work on uh, his buildings and made them do uh, things that were very, very hard. And they cried out to God and God took them out of Egypt under Moses. Now, while they were in Egypt... Snakes were uh, very important to the Egyptians. The Egyptians actually worshipped snakes. You can see, uh, this is from uh, an Egyptian tomb, and you can see an Egyptian worshipping a cobra. And when the Egyptian pharaohs were buried, you can see in the mask of this one here, you see, do you see a snake at the top? There's a cobra at the top of the mask. They worshipped snakes, They were thought to be connected with one of their gods, the sun god, Ra. But in the Bible, snakes are not thought of as good at all. In fact, we were thinking about the, the first man and woman that God made, who were Adam and Eve. And Satan came and tempted them and took the form of a snake and a talking snake spoke to Adam and Eve. Now, Jesus spoke to Nicodemus about snakes when he was explaining to Nicodemus how it was he could get to heaven. Now, Nicodemus was actually a very clever man. He was a very religious man. In fact, he taught other people. Not just in Sunday school, he would have been standing up in church telling people of what the Old Testament said. And yet, he didn't know how to get to heaven. Imagine that. This very clever man didn't know how to get to heaven. And he came to Jesus. And Jesus said, Nicodemus, if you're going to go to heaven, you must be born again. Something must happen to you that you can't do for yourself. You must be born again. You can't get to heaven by trying as hard as you can. You must get to heaven when the, by trusting and allowing God to change you. And then he said something interesting about a snake he said to Nicodemus, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the son of man, and that's Jesus' words for himself, so Jesus must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, Jesus, when he mentioned the snake that Moses lifted up, was talking about the story that we read. When Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt and they were going through the desert and they complained against God, this is what happened. They had just won a great victory. They had beaten a Canaanite king, king of Arad and then of all times they started complaining against God they were complaining about the food, why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the desert, there's no bread, there's no water and we detest this miserable food now that was a terrible thing to do, how could they complain to God after all God had done for them God had brought them out of Egypt, He had parted, separated the waters of the Red Sea so that they could go through in dry land. He had just helped them defeat this great king uh, and they were complaining that they didn't have food, but God was giving them bread called manna every day and the manna wasn't boring food at all. it was it tasted a bit like honey, it was lovely food every day. God gave them manna, and he gave them water. Uh, Even in the desert, God gave them water from a rock. Moses struck the rock with his staff. Water came gushing out. And yet, they complained against God. Now, that's incredible, isn't it? But that's exactly what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. When God had given them all the good stuff they could ever imagine... They wanted the one thing he said they shouldn't eat. The fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And along came Satan the serpent and he said God wants to keep you from getting what's good. And they believed that lie and they disobeyed God. Now the Bible tells us that Every one of us, from the youngest of us here to the oldest, and all between middle-aged people and all the rest of us, we've all done what Adam and Eve did. We've all gone our own way, even although God has been good to us. We've grumbled. We've said, we don't want you, God, to be ruler over us. We want our own way. And that's what the Bible calls sin. And it's very, very, very serious. So will God just say, well, doesn't matter? No, of course he won't. God must punish sin. Must punish us when we do ignore him and go our own way. Now, sometimes, of course, we think it would be really good if our parents or the people who look after us or our teachers in school just ignored the bad stuff that we do and could let us just, I mean, why can't we just enjoy doing bad stuff. Why does anybody have to punish us? Well, if they didn't punish us, we would soon find out that life would go from bad to worse. They only punish us when we do wrong because they want us to learn what is right, and they want us to live good lives and to enjoy life. Uh, If they didn't care for us, then they wouldn't punish us either. And God is the king of everything and he loves us and he will not allow wrong to go unpunished it's a terrible thing to disobey the king it's a terrible thing to ignore god and we will be punished we will be judged unless something happens now it was the same with the children of israel god sent death into the camp, and it came by all these snakes. There were snakes everywhere. There were baby snakes at these. There were snakes behind rocks. There were snakes under bushes. There were snakes in the tents. There were snakes under the sandals. There were snakes that bit people as they walked along on bare feet, and people died of the snake bites. The Bible says, "The wages." of sin. The payment sin gives is death but the gift of God is eternal life. If we go our own way, we will die and face God's judgment. Now, you can imagine how how terrible this scene was. People dying all over the place. People crying out and eventually, eventually, the people realized that they had done something wrong to cause this to happen to them. They realized that they had done bad against God. And so they came to Moses and they said, We sinned. We did wrong. When we spoke against the Lord and against you, pray that the Lord will take away the snakes from us. And so Moses prayed for the people Now, the first thing that must happen if we are going to go to heaven, if we're going to have our sin forgiven, is we must understand that we have done wrong. We must agree with God that we've done wrong. And instead of going our own way, we must turn around and go God's way. We must find ourselves agreeing with God When we lived in Skye, people used to say that uh, we lived in the middle of nowhere. Of course, we didn't live in the middle of nowhere at all. We lived uh, in a very important place called Staffan. But there was a place near us which was in the middle of nowhere. Uh, It was a wee place called Malaga. And Malaga really is in the middle of nowhere. It's about three miles off the the Staffan Road uh, heading into the moor. There are seven or eight houses there. And there's only one road in So when you get to the end of the road in Malachar there's only one thing you can do and that is to turn around and you have to go back the way you came. You can't keep going. The The road ends and there's nothing for it but just to turn around and go back exactly the same way. And if we're to come to God then we must turn around and go in the opposite direction. And the people of Israel, at least some of them they realized that they had to change direction. And they said, we are sorry. We have done wrong. And we want to go your way. We call that, there's a big word for that in the Bible. It's called repenting. Repenting. We say, God, I'm sorry for going my own way. I want to go your way. Then God uh, said to Moses to do a strange thing. Oh, here's One of these nasty snakes. Let's go to the next slide. God said to Moses to do a strange thing. Can you see what he did? He said to Moses, I want you to make a snake out of bronze. A metal snake. And I want you to put it on a pole. And I want you to tell the people that if they look to the snake, then they will be cured of it. Now, that, if we're honest, sounds a very strange thing to do, doesn't it? Why on earth? Why on earth do we want another snake? My goodness, there are enough snakes everywhere without making a snake out of metal. Why this? And why should it make any difference to look at the snake? And some people, I'm I'm sure, thought exactly that. They said, I'm not going to look at the snake. What difference is it going to make looking at a snake on a pole and they turned over and sadly died because they didn't believe but others did look at the snake that Moses had made look up to the bronze snake and as God promised those who looked to the snake were cured and they didn't die they were bitten by the snake but they didn't die God saved them from death because they did what God said They looked up to the snake on the pole. Now, we're going to think, why did Jesus talk about this strange story from the Old Testament? Why did he say that he was like the snake that was raised up in the desert? Well... It's because he was going to die for our sin. He was going to die for our sin. Maybe another snaky story will help us to understand what Jesus meant by looking to him when he was raised up. I want to tell you a story of a little girl called Maisie who lived in Africa. And one day she was out gathering firewood. She had gone out from the village. She was gathering firewood and she was walking in the jungle when all of a sudden the ground seemed to swallow her up. And she fell down and down. It was a pit that she had fallen into. And as she hit the ground, she held, felt her her leg crack and this terrible pain. And she saw a trickle of blood and she realized that she had broken something. She couldn't walk. She lay there wondering how on earth she was to get out of this pit? And all of a sudden, she realised that she wasn't alone. Something was moving in the pit. Do you know what it was? It was a snake, and it was one of the bad ones. It was a black mamba snake, which are deadly snakes, deadly poisonous snakes. Maisie was really scared. But at that point she could hear voices from above the pit and one of the ladies from the village that she loved most, uh, a lady they called Mama malewo was coming down into the pit to rescue her. The lady came down into the pit, dropped down beside her. But no sooner was she beside Maisie, but she cried out in pain. Because the snake had bitten her. She held Maisie in her arms and she lifted her up by the waist first of all to the edge and then started to push her beyond. And as she was just nearing the edge of the the pit Maisie too felt a sharp pain in her other leg. The snake had bitten her also. The villagers at the top were able to take her out pulled her out and they took her To the hospital where she was uh, treated for her broken leg. A couple of days later, uh, she learned that uh, Mama Malewa had also been taken to the hospital. She was very, very ill. And when Maisie was allowed out, she went to see her. But in the hospital, the nurses met her and they all had very sad faces. And one nurse eventually told her, Mama Malewa. Died, she was bitten by the black mamba in the pit. And Maisie was so sad. But then she remembered, I was bitten also. Does that mean that I am going to die too? If Mama Malewo died, I will die too. And then the nurse said to her, When the black mamba bit Mama Malewo, she took all the poison. When the snake bit you, there was no poison to kill you. Mama Malebo died, but she saved you. Now on the cross, if you think about it, it was that Jesus took the bite of the serpent. He took the poison. He took the punishment of our sin. So that when we trust him, when we look to him, we are saved. We are do not die. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And Jesus is saying to to us today, it is as simple as this. It's as simple as looking to me, looking to Jesus. You don't have to work. You don't have to earn salvation. But you simply Trust in Jesus. We believe that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for my sin. He died for your sin. And we receive that gift. And we can do that today. If we're not, if we're not sure that we're going to heaven, if we are, haven't yet trusted Jesus, Jesus says to us, it is as simple as looking to him, believing in him. And you can do that today. You can trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can believe in him and you have the promise that God will forgive you your sin and save you. Why not do that if you've never done that? Trust in Jesus today. Believe in him. Look to him. And tell someone that you've done that. Let's bow in prayer together. Let us all pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for... (coughs) The gift of eternal life that Jesus has won for us when he died on the cross of Calvary thank you Lord for that free gift and help us we pray to trust in him we thank you for all of your goodness to us we thank you for gathering us here in this safe place thank you that we have Bibles thank you that we are able to to learn about you and we thank you for all those who love us and we thank you for those who uh, care for us and who teach us about you, who have taught us your word. We thank you for Sunday school and for the the session that has uh, come to an end. We thank you, Lord, that we're able to uh, (coughs) recognise all the hard work as we share these prizes now. We pray, Lord, that you would be with all of us over the summer. We pray that you would be with those who are going to camps, Pray that you'll keep us safely there and on our other holidays. We pray for the holiday club that will take place in August and ask that many may come along to that. Lord, be with us now uh, as we uh, celebrate in our prize giving and receive our thanks for all of your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen.